And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. JT, back with you as we continue hour number two on Raider Nation Radio. Right here from the L.A. Convention Center in downtown Los Angeles. And we're excited to be here. Our coverage brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin for the big game. That sounds like a great plan. Remy Martin also drive responsibly. Jim Kelly's going to join us here in a moment. And we're looking for Joe Theismann, who's expected to come in too. So we'll talk to Joe when he gets here. Good Raider vibe. There's a lot of Raiders here. Mike Haynes is here. Marcus Allen got into town. There are a lot of Raider dignitaries. Fred Bolitnikoff, all the big names. Mark Davis for Cliff Branch, who reportedly tonight uh, should be getting into the Hall of Fame. Nothing's a guarantee, but Cliff is the only senior candidate available put on that list. It's kind of a makeup for a lot of people in the Hall of Fame to get him in. So I'm excited about that. I'm trying to be very optimistic, and that's coming up here really shortly. NFL Honors is earlier tonight. I'll find out the exact time that it's on, but you should be able to watch it on NFL Network. I believe it's on NBC, but it'll be a na- <laughs> excuse me a national show, and you don't want to miss that in any way. So Raider Nation, get your DVRs ready on NFL Network, and this will really be a crowning achievement for the Raider organization when that happens. So if you want to get through and talk about that in the final hour, we'd love to hear from you. I wanted to make this week really about Cliff Branch. The littlest thing I could do is just talk about him and the friendship I had with him. But a lot of Raider fans knew him maybe better than me. You know, Cliff, you might know Cliff 40, 50 years. If you got a memory you want to share, uh, let us know, 702-365-9200. We played the Roger Goodell sound on the other side, and you know, I thought Roger Goodell owned it. He doesn't have the right answers because they have failed. They really did a terrible job with this Rooney rule. Uh, More minority candidates need to be hired, and they weren't able to pull it off. And I don't think they're making excuses. They just realize that their system isn't right, and they need to upgrade it going forward. How they're going to upgrade it, I don't know. I don't know how you upgrade that. You need owners to step up and hire minority candidates. And if you put a rule in place where you're going to reward them and give them a draft pick if they do that, I think some of these minority candidates, if that helps them, they'll take it along the way. There are so many issues in life that shouldn't be, every issue shouldn't be decided by race. And when it comes to football, it's just a shame in 2020 that we're dealing with this. I'm also excited to talk about uh, Josh McDaniels, if you want to. I just sat down with Tom Curran, who's probably the best Patriot insider I've ever seen. And I did a good 15 minutes with him before my show today. He knows Josh McDaniels as good as Anybody in the media, period. Tom Kern of NBC Boston. And I sat down with him, and I went on his podcast and show, and he was asking me about the Raider culture and what the Raiders are trying to do and a whole bunch of other things. I said, Tom, you know Josh McDaniels better than I do. I've only interviewed him once. And he went through a list of strengths of what he does and how he prepares the team and how thoroughly they're prepared with the game plan. So the game plan is going to be very unique and different coming up here with Derek Carr. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know the players that are going to be here because there's more players that needed to be added to this roster. But it is going to be fun to watch. It is going to be very fun to watch 
as we are waiting on Jim Kelly to join us here momentarily. For Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, they have to get together now in the Raider bunker and figure out what direction they're going to go in up front with the offensive line. Do you use the draft pick, which isn't a high draft pick because they won 10 games in the first round. Do you use that pick to go out and get an offensive lineman early, or do you get an offensive lineman in free agency? And I think it's really important to go out and get proven offensive lineman. The Raiders didn't do that last year, and they took a reach on Alex Leatherwood, who at times played well. What I like about Leatherwood is he played in all the games he was available, and he played at a very high level. Now I'd like to see him do it at an even higher level the entire year. And that's going to take a tremendous offseason of coaching, discipline in the weight room. I'm interested to see what he's able to do because it's going to be very important that he anchors the interior of that offensive line if he's not good enough yet to be the right tackle on this team. And this team has had some problems nailing down a right tackle, and they got to figure that out right about now. So if you got any opinion on the offensive line going forward, we'll talk about that. And I'm excited to see what happens also on the defensive side at the cornerback position, what they're going to do, how quickly they're going to do it, if they're going to be able to get free agents or they're going to go through the draft to do that. That's one of the questions I want to ask Dave Ziegler when I talk to him coming up here. And it's exciting to see that there's a GM and a coach on the same page. I thought Mike Mayock and John Gruden worked well together. But then Coach Gruden had to resign, had to resign, because of the leaked emails from the Washington investigation, and the Raiders decided to go in a different direction. The other breaking news story today is the trade of James Harden and how difficult of a career James Harden is having right now going to Philadelphia. Going to Philadelphia is not for everybody. Ben Simmons wasn't playing, and Ben Simmons now gets an opportunity with Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant is healthy. So the NBA trade deadline gives us a blockbuster deal today as we're covering the Super Bowl. The Nets are trading James Harden and Paul Millsap to the 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, sources say. So they wanted to unload a player that didn't want to play anymore in Ben Simmons, so we'll see how this plays out. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. James Harden's career is sliding down a drain. He got fat and overweight in Houston to get traded. He wanted to get traded to Brooklyn, and clearly he was not ready to play in Brooklyn without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think this has a lot to do with Kyrie Irving's inability to be available because he won't get vaccinated. That is an issue within that organization right now. Sources say the Mavericks are trading Kristaps Porzingis. That's a big deal, and there's a couple other trades that are on the fence here, and we'll talk about them when they become available. Also, there was another big coaching hire with the Dolphins. We spent most of the week talking about Brian Flores. Mike McDaniel from the 49ers got hired as their head coach. He said, quote, no red flags in taking the Dolphins' head coaching job amid Brian Flores' lawsuit because still there's going to be a heavy investigation on what's happening with the owner of that team. And that might not be the job that Mike McDaniel thought he had. So we're going to wait on that and see how that plays out. But I give Mike McDaniel credit. He is ready to go. He is ready to coach this team. I just don't know how great of a coach he can be coming from the situation under Kyle Shanahan. Being a coordinator and being in the meetings and being up in the booth is one thing. The question is what can you do when you're on the field leading an entire team? Is he the right guy to do it? 
We'll find out. We're waiting on Jim Kelly. Now I'm double booked with Joe Theismann. We're going to figure it out coming back on the other side, and we'll get it going. As a matter of fact, we do have Joe Theismann. So we'll wait on Jim Kelly. This is the Life on Radio Row. Joe, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you coming on. Good to have you out in L.A. on the ground. How are you? Great to be with you all the time, JT. Thank you. Joe, a great quarterback comparison for this Super Bowl. I want you to walk us through both, and I want to start with Matthew Stafford leaving. It wasn't a toxic environment. He loved Detroit. The fans loved him. They're rooting for him now to win still that he's in L.A., but it just seems like it's changed his whole mindset, his vibe, and he's peaking coming into the big game. Well, you know, JT, I, I, you, you've heard me say this on a number of occasions. The quarterback is the most dependent player on the field, and he just didn't have a supporting cast around him in Detroit like he has with the Rams. Um, from the offensive line to the defense to the wide receiving core, I mean, he has, he has all of the elements around him that really gave him a chance to be successful, and I, I think he has to win this for this whole trade to be what everybody in Los Angeles wanted it to be. And that's why he was brought here. The Rams felt like they were that close. And uh, now their, their opportunity, you know, knocks just a few days away. And, Joe, what's fascinating to me is he gets Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell Beckham Jr. looks very happy and comfortable there. But no one expected Cooper Cup to be the player to break the all-time yardage record, including postseason, in a season and, and have the triple crown. At that position, I mean, no one thought of that when this guy came into the league, and now Stafford can benefit from that. Absolutely, he has. Uh, and, you know, the addition of OBJ, it was interesting. You saw him sort of try and struggle into the system. Now Sean McVay is very comfortable with him. I think it gives him a great option, opposite cup. You know, Cooper, I mean, you know where the Rams want to go with the football. He's so reliable. He, has, he runs great routes. He gets himself in position to make plays. And uh, that's going to probably be one of the focal points of Cincinnati's defense. That's why I think I think Odell has a chance to be the MVP of this Super Bowl. I really do, um, because he is a he is a terrific one-on-one player, has great strong hands, and able to make plays. Joe Theismann joins us. Joe, let's go to Burrow. I want to talk to you specifically about him coming off the injury, and how do you think mentally he made the transition so quickly to be this elite? It was funny. I did. Uh, it's funny you asked that, uh, JT. I, I did a Washington Cincinnati preseason game and had a chance to visit with Joe Burrow and I watched him warm up and throw, and the knee just didn't look completely right. And I, I think he made this comment uh, about a week or so ago. He felt like the latter part, the last three or four weeks of the seasons, when he really got his confidence back in his legs, and we saw it in the Kansas City game with some key runs and key first downs that he picked up. But uh, I love everything about him. I, you know, I love his swagger. When they asked him about the necklace, as an example, they asked him about his necklace, and they said, is it real diamonds? He says, I, wake, I make way too much money for it not to be. I love that response. <laughs> he has, a, he has yeah. a, a confidence about him, a, a, you know, a cockiness about him that uh, I think is infectious for his football team. And uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a Super Bowl. If, if the playoffs have been any indication of what this Super Bowl could be, we're all going to be in for a real treat. Joe, I talked to Fred Bolitnikoff yesterday about Jamar Chase, and he couldn't believe it. I mean, he's seen them all, and Freddie's one of the all-time greats. It's a different era now. He just can't believe how dominant and slick and strong and how many routes he can run on the route tree. Just an amazing player for Burrow to have long-term. Absolutely. Great quickness. Um, I, you know, I know Jalen Ramsey wants him one-on-one, 
But uh, I would, if I was the Rams, I wouldn't just hang my hat on Jalen being able to shut him down. He has, like I say, incredible quickness, terrific job with the, with his moves, strong, strong hands. Uh, Jalen is a guy who can, you know, go get the ball, and, and so can Jamar. And I think it's going to be one of those really great matchups that we get a chance to focus on on Sunday. Joe, uh, before we wrap it up with you, I'm here at Radio Row, and we're here tonight for Cliff Branch. He should get the call for the induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it's been a long wait, and you competed against Cliff and know everybody involved in that. And he's, Cliff passed away unexpectedly a couple of years ago. It's still that conversation about guys who were Hall of Famers back in the day and for whatever yep. reason had to wait, wait, and wait. And you're a guy I think is like that too on that list. And it's a big night for Raider Nation for Cliff if he gets the call and he should be getting it. It should be. It should be. I mean, he, he, was, he was, as you describe him today, or we would describe today, he was a game changer. Uh, there was there were so many things that he did so well. The speed was something else, uh, an essential part of what the Raiders did. Uh, to me, I hope he gets in. Hey, there's one other thing I'd like to throw out there if I can, uh, JP. Yeah. It's it's a company I work with called Medliminal. It's M E D L I M I N A L. You can go to medliminal.com, and what we do is you know talk to business owners about handling um, their benefits. Uh, if you look at a medical bill, you don't know what's on it. Nobody knows what's on it. So we have what's called an HCAT technology, and what we do is we examine uh, charges and make sure they're correct. So we, uh, you know, like I say, we have the opportunity to be able to examine the charges. Uh, you can go to medliminal.com, get more information about it. For a company that wants to really save money, it's a chance to find out if you're being overcharged, if they're incorrect charges, and you get a chance to, uh, to save the money. So it's something to think about. We will, Joe. Hey, Joe, your public speaking engagements, I mean, this is bread and butter you. You're one of the best out there. How has your mindset changed now as COVID is hopefully decreasing and you're going to get back on the road again? You have one of the best presentations in all of sports speaking. What do you plan to do next? Uh, well, I've got a bunch of them coming up. As a matter of fact, I leave tomorrow night for Vegas. I've got one uh, in Las Vegas to do and then come back for the Super Bowl. So uh, more and more people want to get together. It's great to see people get back together. You know, the virtual stuff was fine, but uh, we're human beings, and you need human contact. And you want to be able to sit down as a sales team or as a management team or an executive team to be able to look the people in the eye and talk to them. And so uh, things are getting busy again, JT. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Take care. I'll see you when you get to uh, L.A. I'll catch you in Vegas next time. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Joe. Joe Thidesman joining us. Appreciate that. Sorry for the delay for the next one, the Hall of Famer. My friend Jim Kelly. Jim, we're thrilled that we can make this happen. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I am down at my lodge in Ellicottville, New York, outside of Buffalo, about two and a half feet of snow. My high school football coach is here. We're going to do a little snowmobile and have a little fun, have maybe a Coors Light or two, and then <laughs> chillax and uh, kick back. Jim, is there any hunting going on? Is there any portion of hunting season happening now? No, we're pretty much done with hunting. Um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting because uh, it's fishing season down down south. So I've been down to Miami with two of my uh, two of my very close friends who have both have boats and both have fishing boats. Jeff Peck and uh, Greg Zapata, my college roommate, and we went on and caught some uh, some good sailfish, uh, some dolphin. So we were able to eat good and have a lot of fun. So all good. 
Great. Hall of Famer Jim Kelly joins us. Jim, your health, which is really important to all of us. You sounds like you're living your best life. You're getting around and traveling. How's your health doing? I wouldn't say it's my best life, but I'm, I'm yep. here. Thanks, good Lord, for that. Um, I just had my MRI for my cancer, my quarterly report uh, in New York City. And I just, as a matter of fact, I just got back a couple of days. Thank God uh, it's all clear. And uh, now I wait six, four, six months and head back and have it done again. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm very blessed. Jim, this is a really good Buffalo Bills team, and I was about to say great. I picked them to win the Super Bowl for the first time in my career this year before the start of the season. I think this team has everything. Obviously, they came up short as Kansas City got the ball, kicked that field goal with 13 seconds. But tell me about the journey they took you on the ride for this year and how much you enjoyed it. Oh, I mean, I loved it, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Josh Allen uh, just – Kicking butt, the defense was playing great. Uh, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, just like you, JT, you probably hear a lot of times. Uh, well, uh, wait till next year. Wait till next year. I think people are getting tired of that. And all of a sudden, this year happens, and the old number thirteen kicked us in the butt, and uh, that kind of hurt everybody because we had a team that I felt had a great great chance of winning it all, and unfortunately, we let that one slide through. But it is what it is. Move on. And uh, the old cliche, wait till next year. Jim, what has the mentorship role been like for you and Josh Allen? Well, you know what? With COVID, it hasn't been like it you know, was when he first got here um, because um, the locker room in the facilities, pretty much everybody locked out, including me. Um, so even though we text back and forth and things like that, uh, it just hasn't been the way you know it has been in the past. But uh, He's learned a lot. Uh, he has a you know a great quarterback coach in Ken Dorsey, and of course everybody knows that Brian Dable is now uh, heading out of town. We'll see what Ken brings to the table, and I have all the confidence in the world. But I'll tell you what, what an athlete, what a guy that can pretty much do it all, and uh, you love seeing that. Uh, the Bills mafia is wild and crazy now, and I'm sure it hurts them more than it hurts me. Uh, but uh, you know what? I think we got a heck of a team. We're going to have a a good opportunity to have more shots at, uh, you know, winning it all. Hey, Jim, before we wrap it up, I want to tell you about, you know, the Raiders got the new stadium out in Vegas. I know Buffalo needs a new stadium. Do you have a role in that in regards to the fans want to be in Buffalo and Orchard Park, and there's always talk in other cities about downtown and revitalizing certain areas. I mean, Buffalo's going nowhere. This is a great franchise. Where do you stand on a new stadium? The commissioner mentioned it yesterday that Buffalo needs a new football stadium. Yeah, you know what? I, I've been through ours. Yeah, it's definitely getting old. It is old. Mm-hmm. And the new stadium would be great. I know that's the only thing that's going to do is uh, knock up the ticket prices are going to be up. I just pray that uh, enough people will be able to go um, because it's a big-time blue-collared city. The Bills Mafia can only afford so much. And then when you hear all of a sudden you have to have a licensing fee and things like that. So it's going to make it hard on everybody. But there's no doubt in due time we do need one, and I don't think anything's going downtown. I think it's going to stay right next door uh, where the parking facilities are um, at uh, a local college right beside uh, the stadium that we have right now. And uh, But I'm excited. I'm in, With this team that we have now, it doesn't matter to me whether we're yeah. playing the one we're in now or whether we're playing a new one. 
Hey, Jim, tonight's NFL Honors will announce the Hall of Fame class. And out here, out west, we're waiting on Cliff Branch, who passed away. I knew you knew Cliff, and you're good friends with Mark Davis. This is a massive night for Mark Davis. Cliff Branch was the best friend of his entire life. You can imagine the emotions he's going through. There's no doubt. And I've known Mark for, wow, probably 35, 40 years. Um, I got to know his father. And, of course, when he passed, uh, Mark and I have been in touch uh, ever since. And not as much in the last couple of years because of all the COVID stuff. But, uh, yeah, that uh, he, Cliff Branch was awesome. I mean, totally awesome. He deserves to be in a Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, there's, you know, the more that you look at the list, the more you say it's going to get tougher and tougher each and every year for guys to, to not make the first ballot Hall of Fame. So, but uh, you know what? It is what it is. I'm just honored that I'm in there and I'm able to go and rub elbows with some of the people I looked up to in my life, like Terry Bradshaw and, you know, Joe Namath and Dan Fouts and guys like Bob Greasy and Roger Staubach and all the quarterbacks I grew up loving and watching. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor. And, you know, you work the tail off. You have dreams. But my dream was never to be a Hall of Famer. My dream was to play, you know, pro football, just like most kids growing up. But to even put my name in there with the guys like I just mentioned, you never even think about that, never dream about that. At least I know I never have. And all of a sudden, here a little guy from East Brady, Pennsylvania, is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's pretty cool. And it's almost 20. It's been, what, 20, yeah. 20 years I was since, there. Uh, since I was inducted. Oh, my goodness, time flies. I'm getting freaking old. Hey, Jim, you're the reason they had to add a second deck in that stadium and build new hotels, man. Do you remember what is the number of people who came from all over? I think you had the largest crowd. I still think that record stands today. I think it does, too. It's amazing because they were going to have it outside on the steps like they had the last, what, 40 40 years. And uh, when somebody phoned in to the Hall of Fame and said, you guys are crazy. There's no possible way you'll be able to fit all the Buffalo Bill fans in there. And, of course, they, they decided to move it into the stadium, and they sold it out. And here we are now, and make it a, they make a huge, huge deal with it. And it's just sad that a guy by the name of uh, our, our Mr. Baker uh, is no longer with the Pro Football Fame because David was one of the best men I've ever met in my life. Class from start to finish, and uh, sad that uh, he's not going to be a part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But you know what? It's uh, still going to be the same. Our, our mugs are still going to be. Our bus is still going to be there. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the greatest thing you can ever think about. Jim, and the greatest thing is the legacy of your son, Hunter. What can we share with Hunter? What's happening with the foundation? What's new? Well, we've been doing wonders. Uh, you know what? When we started a foundation, long story short, we, uh, we knew it wasn't going to help our son. We knew it was going to help kids down the road. So, what we're trying to do right now, we're legislating for every state in this country to test for the maximum amount of treatable diseases. And for all those parents out there that are listening, they get it. They understand when you have a baby, they do a heel prick. They send that heel prick off to a lab. They do blood work. And if there's anything wrong with your child, uh, they will be able to do something about it now. Well, every state is different. Your states are tested for 25. Some are 50. Some are 60. Some are 30. Every state's different. Why? Because we need this government to come together and get this rule changed so every kid in this country and even other countries have a chance to dream like I was as a little boy. There's too many kids having their life cut short. And as a matter of fact, my son Hunter was born on my birthday, which is coming up on Valentine's Day. And, 
You know, I had dreams like every father does. Take your son out in the backyard and playing catch with a football or baseball or shooting basketball and all those things. But his life was cut short. He lived to be eight years old. But we're making a difference now, and hopefully we will continue. So, and the last thing, JT, I throw out there, uh, we are having a online um, auction starting uh, tomorrow, and it goes through Monday. We got you know some great things. I mean, Troy Aikman helmet, Big Ben, who just retired, um, uh, a helmet. We have a bunch of stuff. I mean, people go hunting. Josh Allen signed an elite bow, which wow. is awesome. And then we have one thing. It's there's only probably ten of these. It's called it's one of the game balls. It's not a, a deep game ball, but it's a real football that I got from the, the Bills uh, that they were going to use in the game. And I said, before you do, I want, I want this football. So we got that. It's called Passing the Torch. Uh, both Josh Allen and myself uh, autographed it. And it's going to be one of the big items. But we have about 30 items in it. Just log on to Kelly for Kids. And uh, we've got a bunch of great stuff out there. Jim, really appreciate this. Therese, Johnny Mack, everybody who helps me get in touch with you. Thank you for doing this. It wouldn't be a radio row or a Super Bowl without you, Jim Kelly. You've made a big impact on my career. Have a great time with all your friends and at the lodge, and thanks for doing this. Okay, Jim? You got it, bud. Take care. God bless. And uh, I just hope the Super Bowl is as good as everybody thinks it's going to be because I'm excited. You got it. There he is, Jim Kelly. Wow. Jim Kelly checking in from his lodge for us here on Raider Nation Radio. You do not know how big that is. He can't be here because of his health, but he called in. We appreciate that. I need to get out. When we come back, we have two really good guests. Ron Jaworski is going to join us and also Mike Golick when we come back. JT, live from Radio Row, Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. Grimaldi's, all the locations. Get a few pies for the big game. You'll thank me for it. Grimaldi's, home of the $50 gift card. You know, Von Miller is Von Miller. Uh, they got Leonard Floyd on the other side as well. So, again, they, they got a lot of weapons to attack you. You know, offenses have really struggled going against this defense. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT, back with you live from Radio Row. We got one more show tomorrow. I'm off tonight for NFL honors, hopefully for some Cliff Branch. Positive news. Thanks to Jim Kelly who checked in. Endicott, New York, in his lodge. That was pretty fabulous. Barry Sanders was amazing. We got Ronnie Lott. Nobody here got Ronnie Lott. We got him exclusively. It was fun to talk to him. He had a lot of cool things to say. And coming up next, Ron Jaworski, who's walking this way. We're going to have Jaws here in a minute. And then we're going to wrap up the show with Mike Golick. Uh, Mike Golick had one hell of a unique radio run at ESPN. And he's had a fantastic career. So we'll talk to him as we wrap it up tomorrow. Mike Florio, who I think has been the absolute best when it comes to covering the Washington football scandal and what's happening with Brian Flores and all the news that has been happening around the Super Bowl. So we'll talk to Brian. We'll talk to Mike Florio tomorrow, and I think that's going to be a very impactful interview as we kick off the show tomorrow. And then I'm here for a couple of days and then heading back to Vegas, and that'll be a lot of fun when we're in Vegas. Ron Jaworski, what a career he had. And Jaws not only had a great career, he might have the best party here 
in all of Los Angeles. Jaws, great to see you, my friend. How are you? Good to see you, my yes. brother. All is wonderful. All is good. It's Take a su- seat. It is Super Bowl week. You know, you start to sense the excitement. It's Thursday. People start coming in. Teams, fans are coming in. So it's about that time. The nice thing is, you know, we've got fans in the game. Absolutely. Things are opening up a little bit. It feels a lot more normal. Take me in the film room, what you've seen with Burrow. How does he survive such a serious knee injury and then instantly come back and lead a team to a Super Bowl? Yeah, there's something special about him, you know, and, and I think we all saw that, you know, those of us that study the game and watch guys coming out of college, the ability he had, the arm talent that he had was obvious. You know, you didn't have to be an ESPN NFL analyst to say, uh, oh, he's really good. You, know, you, you, could, you could see that guy had great talent. But I think what, what he has shown, in his two years in the league, the one thing you can never measure, heart, belly, and what's in your mind. He is one tough hombre. I, I mean, he's an assassin to me. There's a part of his game that he, he's not going to let you win. He's going to rip your heart out and shit, you know, shove it in the ground. That, that, that assassin word is right. He can get sacked nine times in a game in Nashville and come back like he wasn't sacked once and lead yeah. you to a game-winning drive. It, it, it's a, that, that's that intestinal fortitude that he has. And, you know, I'm not around him every day like his teammates are, JT, but I'll guarantee you they have unbelievable respect. When you're down 21-3 to three in Arrowhead in, you know, a championship game and you come back, but he's been doing that all along. You know, he's down 17 points in their earlier matchup with the Chiefs. They come back. When you have a quarterback that goes out there and does it, and does it the way he does it. He's getting his butt kicked in Tennessee. He sacked nine times, got hit another nine. Didn't, didn't rile him at all. But that reminds me of you. You got hit a lot. You got to keep getting up. You, you got yeah. up a lot. Well, and I'm you feeling did. it now. <laughs> well, no, you look great. Uh, let's look on the other side with Matthew Stafford and talk about this story about what he dealt with in Detroit. He decided to stay there. He could have got out of his first yeah. contract and moved on. He wanted to be in Detroit with his family. Detroit fans' jaws are pulling for him with the Rams. He really built a nice brand, and this game, I think this game's on his arm. He could win it. It's got to be his victory. Oh, here. he absolutely could win it. And, and like Joe Burrow, you know, first-round draft, number one draft choice in each of their respective drafts, great arm talent, tough. Like I mentioned Burrow being tough. I still remember because my office at NFL Films, and we, we get these guys wired every week. So I'd listen to the wirings, and I'd always listen to the quarterback because I want to learn about them. How are they in the huddle? Some guys are wusses. Some guys are men. You know, I'm telling you. I get, I, oh, you get the behind-the-scenes audio yeah, of the that. the guys are there wearing a mic. You know, so I hear a lot of that stuff. And you may remember there was one that we the NFL Films allowed to go out. Matthew Stafford dislocated his shoulder, and he gets hit, and you hear, ah, 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 he's screaming. He dislocated his shoulder. Goes aside, there was a timeout. He comes back in the game and throws a touchdown pass. Then he goes off the field. But he, he finished that series of plays. And it just showed me, and I can imagine this was an isolated incident for me, but that shows his team the leadership that he brings to that football team. That's the kind of guy he is. And, and you mentioned staying in Detroit, never whining, never complaining. You know, hey, they're losing, they're firing coaches, but... He was the constant. You know, he did the best he could and never whined about it. Ron Jaworski joins us. We go back with Deacon Jones, right? We know Deacon, right? And I know Deacon's family and the connection. People thought he was the greatest Ram defender of all time. Now we bring in Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's on a short list now. He's building a legacy. He lost the Super Bowl. I don't think he can lose this Super Bowl, Jaws. He's going into another one here. He's the best player on the field. Do you agree? 
It's it's hard to argue that. I think yeah. you could probably split hairs. But you mentioned, you know, Deacon Jones. How about Merlin Olsen and Jack no. Youngblood? And You know, you could probably throw some other guys out there that were dynamic, dominant football players. But in today's game, I mean, there's none better than Aaron Donald. None better. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who takes over football games. You could put him anywhere you want. He's a fierce competitor. I mean, we saw it last week when things were going well. Who was the guy with the cheerleader? Who was the guy getting in people's faces? You know, that's the guy that was inspiring to his teammates. So, you know, Aaron Donald is, is a phenomenal football player. But, man, I love you. You bring up Deacon Jones. And oh. I bring up Merlin Olsen, Jack Lund. But now we're giving our age. Now we're going to bring up someone even bigger and better, Mike Ditka. Now, your party, Coach Ditka, I've emceed the Gridiron Greats five times. Yep. And when they moved it out to Vegas, it yep. was a game changer for us out there. How's Coach doing? And on top of that, the impact he's had on your life, fundraising, you throw the best party here tonight, that's got to be a high honor. Yeah, the coach and I uh, have been doing a cigar party now for 13 years. Um, we, when we were working together at ESPN, you know, we'd have a cigar after we do the show or something, and he's, we've got to do this together. We have so much fun. We'll raise some money for the Gridiron Greats. You know, people think of today's NFL player and the money that they made. Coach Ditka was always concerned about the guys that, that laid the, ground, the groundwork for today's players. Absolutely. And, and we raised this money for the Gridiron Greats, and I had my Jaws playbook, which raised over $6 million for at-risk youth in our community. So we decided, let's just do a party at the Super Bowl. 13 years ago, we had 150 people. We'll have over 1,000 tonight. We get great support from the present-day players, Hall of Famers, people like yourself that come out and promote the game of football and you just have a good time talking the game. It's amazing how big this party's grown. Yeah, it's crazy. I, mean, I was at the first one, and I'm thinking about it now. People are like, it starts at 7. Let's get there at 6.30. we got to get in line. They want to be there because you can have a cigar and relax and talk to your friends. It's not like one of these Super Bowl parties where it's a who's who and everybody's trying to one-up each other. That's part of your vibe. You wanted everyone to relax and have a good time. And, and, and you know, fortunately, we found a great venue here in Los Angeles. We're outside. You know, yeah. we all want to be responsible the weather look outside. at this oh, weather oh man that's amazing some suntan lotion uh, there you go tell us about mueller sports medicine the handy gym about well, handy gym is an awesome it, 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 it's a, a two-pound gym it's the smallest gym in the world and i've been working with the, the mueller people now for a number of years they come up with a new product every single year they're one of the most innovative companies you'll ever find they've been in the business for 60 years with innovation and this this gym i got one it's right here it's it yeah. weighs two pounds you can throw it in your suitcase you get a complete workout 220 pounds of resistance. Okay. And you get a workout. You, 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 and you can go through so Amazon. So this is band resistance. Band resistance, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, a simple workout. And, you know, I don't know, not many it hotels have a nice gym, but it, I can give you a whole demo, but I don't want to get too pumped oh, you, up. You're looking pretty <laughs> swole up there already, Jaws. Hey, one last thing. This is really important tonight. Mm-hmm. This will be one of the most important cigars of my life. Cliff Branch is supposed to get inducted tonight into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was best friends with Mark Davis. Yep. Mark Davis is one of my best this is a huge night. Uh, you played against Cliff. He's waited too long, and he's not here with us anymore. Those nights like this, how important is it for the NFL and the brotherhood? Well, it's tremendously big for all of us. And, you know, my personal note, like I, said, I played against Cliff in Super Bowl 15. You know, he makes a great catch in front of Ryan L. Young that set the tempo for the Raiders winning that game. But also got Dick Vermeil, who's up tonight as well. Absolutely. You know, I was so just going to tell you that. It could be a, a very special celebration. Can you, you know? imagine that? I'm smoking one for Cliff, and you're smoking one for Coach It's going to be great, Vermeil. JT. Jaws, thanks for doing this, and I'll get everybody out here for the Handy Gym. I'll see you tonight. And, again, thanks for the invite, and thanks for throwing the best party <laughs> on a Thursday that. night in Vegas, <laughs> in, in Vegas in two years. Let's do it in Vegas. We're going to do it in <laughs> Vegas. Then. Thanks, Jaws. Appreciate it. There he is, Ron Jaworski. Appreciate him coming on. Mike Golick is going to join us next. I'm going to go to break. When we come back, we will wrap up the show here on a pretty wild day and a wild day. Very excited about that. 
So Mike Golick joining us next. I'm going to thank all of our partners before we get out of here, and we are going to have a tremendous night tonight. That cigar is going to smoke smooth, man, if Cliff gets in. And, yes, Dick Vermeil is up, and Dick Vermeil is a very kind man too. JT, as we wrap it up from Radio Row on a Thursday, Raider Nation Radio. I do believe that the clubs do have the authority um, to remove an owner from the league. Ultimately, it's a, vo- a league vote, I believe. Uh, we'll correct that if I'm incorrect. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT, back with you on Radio Row. What a day we had today, and we ended on a big note because we're going to the Ditka Jaws party tonight, and Mike Golick is going to play a big role stepping in for Coach Ditka. How are you, Mike? Uh, Hold on, man. They don't hear your cue. There we go, Mike. There you go. How about that? Yeah, yeah, we now go. We hey, now. That. Hey, that's, now. That's why. Listen, yeah, if I was. It hasn't happened a million times on remote for you, right? If I was running that, I would have. You'd have never been up. <laughs> Let me tell you <laughs> well, that we right now. We it down. No, the, 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 this, this uh, Jaws and Dick cigar party is, is it, almost, it almost feels like it's the kickoff to the real Super Bowl weekend. Because the one thing they always wanted to do is make sure it ended like early enough where people can then go out afterward because we're all too old to stay out too late. Uh, and, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and Mike Ditka, health reasons, won't be able to make it in, so I get to uh, fill those shoes, which I never can fill those shoes, obviously, but from the red carpet and up on stage with Jaws later on. But uh, it's a great night. So many former guys that I played with or against at this game. It's just a, a and raising money for such a great cause with Gridiron Greats, I mean, in, in trying to help those, you know, who, who have been part of this game. I was there the night I was emceeing the night you got inducted at Red Rock in Vegas yes. with your wife. That was an important night for you because yeah. you understood what Gridiron Greats was about. There are Hall of Famers in Canton in right. Gridiron Greats, and then there are great players like yourself who didn't get to Canton but had great legendary careers, and you're a part of that fraternity, which is a big one. It, it is a big one, and listen, players who played years ago, they, they don't have a lot of the stuff the players have now when they're done, and they're, whatever from health situations to living situation is just not as good, and we want to be there to help them. You know, it's just like when I'm on the field, if I get my teammate helps me up or I help my teammate up, you know, there are guys that out there we need to help up, and, and, and that's what we, we like to do. There was one guy I thought would be a perfect fit, and I know you being on the board. I had him on yesterday, and he's a good friend, Bill Romanowski. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. inviting him tonight. He's good. coming with me, and I said, Romo, this is your crew. Yeah. You were that type of player. Yeah. He won four Super Bowls. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Right. But he's one of those players that I think would be great for Gridiron Great, and especially, Mike, all the players that we've seen who are in a need assistance. Absolutely. They really need the money that Coach Ditka and Jaws, and especially what Coach Ditka does when he picks up the phone. He had a conversation in front of me with Mark Davis, and he said that the Raiders have done more for Gridiron Greats. Because yes. Mark Davis started writing checks yes, tonight he did. for Jim Otto. Howie Long, Fred Bolitnikoff, and the late Cliff Branch. And that's our, I was telling Jaws, that's my cigar tonight. Cliff should get into the Hall of Fame tonight. And that would be one hell of a boy. Place to oh boy, I tell you what, that would be a great way to celebrate. And Dick Vermeil. Oh, right. Right. Wow. Those are the two senior finalists. Boy, let's see who gets their door knocked on. You are working the Super Bowl 
as a sideline reporter for Westwood One. Tell me about this. 25 years I've, I've done this, Radio Row, you know, done worked all the way up to Saturday. And then I always said, they're like, do you want to stay and, and for the game and not work it, you know, on the field sure. or anything, but just be there? And I'm like, nope, going home. I'm jealous these guys are in it. I never got to the Super Bowl. I'm going home to watch it at home. So, but I've been doing Westwood One all year. And they, they uh, Howie, Howie Denneroff, who runs the show there, asked me, he said, do you want to work sideline? I've never worked sideline. I've always been in the booth. You want to be like a sideline analyst for the Super Bowl? I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, to stay, honor. yeah. So I practiced. I did my first one in the, the Tampa Bay Divisional, Tampa Bay Rams Divisional game. And it was great, that vantage point down there, reporting from down on the field on what's going on to see an up-close view of it. So I'm really looking forward to it. You know, what's great about that, the game you had, that was Cooper Cup over the top. Yes. What, tell me about when Brady launched that comeback and what was going through your mind. Well, on well Brady sideline. launched a comeback because the Rams decided to keep fumbling the ball and losing it. Four lost fumbles. I mean, you and, and Brady didn't capitalize on every one. There was one where they fumbled and got it, and Brady got a sack fumbled on the next play right. back. But you can't keep giving him that many chances. Next thing you know, it's a deep one to Evans. Next thing you know, it's fourth and short inside the 10. Everybody's thinking Brady quarterback sneak, handoff to Fournette. He bounces it and ties it up. And then you get the, the cover zero all-out blitz call that unfortunately doesn't get relayed to every player on the Tampa Bay defense. You got one guy just doing nothing out there and cup in a man-on-man situation and Stafford just lofting it up. Michael, a couple of points on that game leading into the Super Bowl. I'm so happy you brought that up. Evans beat Ramsey bad. Okay, Ramsey, some people think he's Dion. put him in Canton, Ohio. He got beat badly on that play. What do you think Jamar Chase needs to do? Because Burrow <clears throat> wants to run that quick slant because the speed could have him take off. You think he wants him to go one-on-one with Ramsey this whole game, or will Ramsey stay on him? Well, I think Ramsey's going to – I talked to Ramsey yesterday, as a matter right. of fact. So yeah. it was interesting. I said, okay, so – and it may not be 100% of the time, but – but I said, listen, I, your D coordinator, Raheem Moore, said you're going to be on him a lot. And he goes, listen, yeah. And he goes, that, that's kind of what, what I do. So I said, take me through your study. How, what do you do to prepare for that? And it was, he was, gave a very thoughtful answer. He said, in all honesty, I study myself way more than the person. Because I see what he's going to do, what Jamar Chase is going to do. But I got to make sure I'm doing everything right. And if I get beat, the first thing I ask is, what did I do wrong? He's a confident guy who doesn't want to believe he gets beat, so he's looking at, did I do something wrong first? And then I asked him about the play that's almost indefensible. I said, what happens when he's running that down the sideline, that go route, you have perfect coverage, and the back shoulder throw? He said, sometimes there's just you think you're in perfect coverage and there's nothing you can do. All you can do is go back to the huddle and say, I hope he doesn't get me again. So it, it's, this is going to be a real, real interesting matchup. That's good, that's good study from you. That's going to be a big part of this Oh, going to be a big part. Go down. Yep. You know, my honor, Brent Musburger does the game with Lincoln. Right. They throw to me after the game live on the final call, and it's Brent Musburger. Yeah. And I send the audio to my dad in Long Island, New York, and he's like, Wow, that's pretty cool. I go, yeah, that Brent Musburger. Isn't that neat? You knew all these guys, and you're still there. You're friends. Everyone you met with at ESPN, you've moved on to this right. chapter in your life. You had a son who worked there. Right. I'm always hearing you talking about your other kids, too. Yes. Talk about the vibrancy of your kids and what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, Mike, obviously, as it was just in the news, left ESPN. Mike is going to be just fine. Uh, he's he's going to be more than fine. And, I, I, he's, and I'm letting him decide when he wants to tell everybody what's going on. And I say that. 
in like a professional way, but really what I mean is if I say something wrong, he'll beat me up. Um, I have a son, Jake, who's a year younger than Mike, played football at Notre Dame. He and his wife, who ran track at Notre Dame, live in Boston. They own a couple of Orange Theory Fitness Studios. Nice. Doing very well. My daughter, Sydney, is... uh, She the swimmer? She was a swimmer. Then she did social media for the Browns and for the Bears and met her now fiancé, Ben Broniker, who was a tight end for the Bears. He was a tight end at Harvard. He retired, JT. Get this. He retired after four years with the Bears because he wants to get in. Go to, he's getting ready to go to med school. Harvard tight end, NFL tight end for four years, now going to med school. My daughter's going to marry him, and her brother said, don't screw it up. Mike, you just won the conversation I mean, with Harvard. When you told me Harvard, I got two sons in college, Oklahoma and ASU. ASU, yes. So why shouldn't I be sad about not going to Harvard when he's going to ASU. Oh, listen, your, your son is just fine. Here's what I say. Don't expect to hear from him. <laughs> it's amazing. My other son calls every Sunday. That's yeah, the rule. Yeah. The other one at ASU. Nope. He seems to be busy. Hey, Why is that? Don't ask. Don't tell. Tell us what we're doing here with Alkaline 88, America's number one pH water. It's a, it's a phenomenal tasting water. Shaq's a partner in it. Yeah. And listen. Shaq knows how to pick winners. I'm I'm behind Shaq all the way. Here's the interesting thing. Alkaline 88, people say, what's the 88? 88 is 8.8 pH. It's perfectly, perfectly balanced water, ionized water. The taste is phenomenal. The biggest thing about JT that I like is when you have to rehydrate, which everybody does, you need less of this to rehydrate because it's perfectly balanced at 8.8. So it absorbs in your body better than other waters where you have to drink way more to get hydrated. This will hydrate you quicker. So it's a phenomenal product that tastes great, and it's Shaq approved, so it works for me. Well, you know what the big plug for me is? I'm going to probably have two cigars tonight. Yes. I'm a big cigar guy. Mm-hmm. If you don't think I'm going to yes. have this by That's my exactly bed. exactly right. I no, need it, need too. It. I'm with you. I can't just smoke a cigar without having something liquid to drink well, as well. Is you could have as much cocktails as you want with your cigar. Right. But you need that water yes, in the middle of the night, Mike, when yes, you're grabbing you for the water by your bed because you had that cigar. This is it. Alkaline 88. We'll rehydrate I'll it. see you tonight. Continued All right, success. All right, man. Great see to you. see you, Mike. Too. Mike Golick, what a career he's had and what a career he's having to have the opportunity to call a Super Bowl for Westwood One on the sideline. Wow. I'll be listening because I might be driving home at that time or I might be going with Q to the game. We got a lot happening here, man. There's a lot going on. Wow, this was a day I'll never forget. We had a great time. Thanks to Raider Nation Radio, all of our listeners, everybody behind the scenes, but especially all of our partners who stepped up and got us here. Uh, That's very important. We don't have a show on Radio Row. We can't do what we do unless we have all of our partners who are always here for us and get us out here on the road. So thank you again, and we're going to make sure. And also Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. I will have a Woodson Bourbon Whiskey tonight at the Ditka Jaws party. Our final show of the week is tomorrow. Stephen A. Smith, along with, I think, Darren Waller, because he confirmed back with me. Maybe Mad Max. We'll figure out what we're going to do, and we'll wrap up a great week. Thanks to everybody here on set. Thanks to Bobby back in the studio. And, again, all of our partners, Remy Martin, BillsHappen.com, Grimaldi's, PT's, Best Happy Hour in Town, Resorts World, everyone who supports the show. We thank you very much. Q's coming up next, and Vinny, they got big shows lined up. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us all day, all night on Raider Nation Radio.